Hello, welcome to the Live Love Let podcast with me, Andrea Johnson, lifestylist, HR consultant, and fellow human, sharing nuggets of wisdom that I've learned along my journey and guiding you in crafting a life filled with love, joy, and fulfillment. I hope your week has been great thus far. As I record this episode, we are in the midst of the holiday season, a time of connection with loved ones, as well as a time that can be overwhelming for some, as we try to create the perfect celebrations and memories. So today I thought it would be helpful to explore the concept of self-soothing. What is it? What are its benefits? What are healthy versus unhealthy methods? We'll conclude with effective questions to help you create your personal collection of healthy, self-soothing techniques that you can activate when needing to regain a sense of calm and well-being. So let's dive in. Often when we think of self-care and self-care practices, images of soothing cups of tea, meditation, massages, and self-infused baths may come to mind. While these are all helpful components of a self-care toolkit, there is another very important tool that we all use to regain a sense of calm. We self-soothe. Life can be intense, and one of the few, if not only, guarantees we have on our life journey is that things change. At times, these changes may introduce feelings of frustration, anxiety, or extreme excitement that we are not able to cope with at the time they arise. This is when self-soothing comes into place. Self-soothing refers to any activity or behavior that an individual uses to regulate their emotional state on their own. We self-soothe to restore a sense of calm when we are emotionally overwhelmed. We self-soothe to regain a sense of equilibrium. We self-soothe to ground ourselves so that we can tackle the matter at hand from a centered and more objective outlook. Whether we are aware of it or not, we all self-soothe. Though we may have a primary self-soothing method, we likely have a collection of self-soothing practices that we activate when needed. Self-soothing methods can be harmful or helpful. Healthy self-soothing methods are life-affirming and are a valuable way of achieving everyday well-being and relief from stress. Healthy methods may include listening to a favorite song, mindfulness exercises, a brisk walk or workout, or expressing our feelings through journaling. Harmful self-soothing methods can be damaging in the short and or long term and may potentially lead to addiction. Harmful self-soothing practices can be grouped into those that are harmful by their very nature and those that are made harmful by the way that they are used. For example, the use of addictive substances or self-harm activities are inherently harmful, 
while excessive use can transform otherwise healthy activities and behaviors into harmful practices. It is important to note that misuse of self-soothing practices or the use of harmful self-soothing practices can numb us to our feelings and lead to avoidance and delay in the acknowledgement and processing of our feelings and the circumstances which initiated them. Whether helpful or harmful, both types of self-soothing practices trigger the release of dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, or happiness hormones. This is why they are so effective. At times, it can be challenging to determine if we are using a self-soothing practice in a healthy or harmful way. I have found that looking at our intent and how we employ a self-soothing tool can be useful in determining whether it is supportive and helpful or harmful. Let's use my television watching practices as an example. I rarely indulge in watching television, but on the rare occasion, I may choose to watch a show or movie to unwind after a long and stressful week, in other words, to self-soothe. For me, healthy usage would be the watching of an episode or two of a show to regain my sense of calm so that I can then reflect on ways to better manage the upcoming week and reduce the possibility of a reoccurrence to learn from my experience. Unhealthy usage of this tool would be to spend my entire weekend binge-watching shows and movies at the expense of my sleep, meal consumption, and connecting with loved ones. With no intention of reflecting on what triggered my need to escape and how I'd like to move forward. In this instance, I would be numbing and evading my feelings and experience. Whenever I feel the need to watch more than a few episodes of a series, this is usually an indication that there is a feeling that I am trying to avoid or an experience that I am resisting or delaying facing. It is important to note here that sometimes we do need to reach out to our support system for help with challenges that we may feel are beyond our capacity to manage, whether this is a close friend, a loved one, therapist, or another trained professional. Preparing ahead of time by being aware of the methods we employ and creating a menu of sorts that we can pull from when needed activates the magic of self-soothing. Then when we are alone and feeling overwhelmed and needing to regulate our feelings, we have at hand a selection of tools that are proven to help us regain our sense of calm. We are then prepared to tackle the matter from a mental and emotional place of calm objectivity. In discovering your ideal self-soothing methods, there are four potent questions you can reflect on. One, what activities do you engage in that make you feel good even when you are feeling anxious or sad? Two, what activities usually give you a sense of calm and peace? 
Three, what are the simple everyday things and experiences that make you feel cared for? And four, what are activities that you enjoyed partaking in as a child? Remember to further reflect on whether the items and activities you've selected are healthy or harmful before adding them to your menu of self-soothing tools. You can also choose to transform this reflection exercise into a self-care activity by setting aside some undisturbed time, perhaps with music and a treat, and using these questions as journaling prompts. And once you have a short list of self-soothing methods, you can go a step further by creating a digital or print menu or writing each item on a separate piece of paper, folding and placing them in a self-soothe options jar. These would add a bit of play and delight into the selection process when you may not be feeling at your best. Above all else, be patient with yourself throughout this process. At times, you'll remember your self-soothe options, and at other times, you won't. Remember that change takes time, and that's not only okay, but completely natural. Thank you for listening to the Live, Love, Let podcast. I hope you've been inspired to live life fully, to love deeply along the way, and to let yourself be your true self always. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram at andreajohnson.co or visit me online at andreajohnson.co. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a loved one, as they say sharing is caring. And if you feel inclined, I'd love and appreciate it if you rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you next week.